I saw her curled beneath a tree, the snow around her stained bright as summer flowers. A woman. She was young and ragged, bloody, unmoving. I knelt and scanned between the trees, checked the ground for churned snow, bear tracks or boot prints. It all seemed quiet, just a body and the bloody trail. Dead? It was hard to say. Maybe. No sign of a lingering soul between the trees. No bitter ghost of the unhappy dead. They were often around us. Silent. Unknown. Silent to everyone else, at least. They passed by the living, their presence felt as little more than the rise of hairs on a neck. Or the momentary, unplaceable feeling of something lost or forgotten. Nothing but echoes of the past. If the woman in the snow had breathed her last, her ghost had already moved on. She wasn't my concern, and time was not on my side. We'd fled to Dalness, once a proud fortification that had sheltered monks from the hardships of the world, now barely more than an echo of its former grandeur. We'd fled here because it had walls, and walls count for a lot when a lord takes it upon himself to slaughter you. But once our safe haven was surrounded, it had become a cage. Opening the doors would invite in malice and blades and the end. So when I found the river tunnel beneath the crypts, saw the light of day beyond the tunnel mouth, I had allowed myself a flicker of hope. I had not expected to find friends out here in the snow. Whoever this was, or had been, she was neither friend nor salvation to me. And yet seeing her fallen body set that little flame fluttering. She had climbed up here, which meant that, spirits willing, we could climb down. There was a way off this cursed rock. We might yet get out of this alive. Someone, or something, had got her pretty good, judging by all that blood. Another reason to get us out of here. I should leave her and follow her trail track it down off the mountain. That's what I ought to do. Oh, damn it. I crept towards her, snow crunching softly beneath my frozen, leaking boots. The cobbler had sworn they were winterproof. You can never trust a cobbler. Anyone who spends that long thinking about feet has something wrong with them. I kept an arrow knocked on the string. If this was some kind of trap, then it was an elaborate one. No one should be up here not even if they were just crawling up the mountain to die. The slope was steep, the trees ahead sparse, mountain pine a scattering of stark branched shrubs. I looked for plumes of steam, the breath of men hiding in the still morning. Nothing, not a sound, save for the call of mountain bluebirds, the occasional rustle of snow dropping from a branch. I put no tension on the bowstring, moving fast tree to tree. No point exposing myself here. I crossed the last distance and knelt beside her. Not much older than me. Dark-haired, her complexion too dark for the highlands. Her threadbare, tattered clothes were better suited to city living than a hike in the wild. And better than I'd ever worn, that's for sure. Few embossed buttons clung to the edge of her coat. The silver slicked red. No ghost lingered over her or wandered the trees, but that didn't mean much. 
Only the unhappiest dead appeared to me. I'd seen ghosts bound by bitterness, chained with ropes of remorse, caught in nets of grief. But most of the time, dead was just dead. I'm sorry you're dead, I said into the cold. Just a whisper of frosted breath in the stillness of the mountain's mantle. She was probably dead. She looked dead. I felt a pang of guilt as I eyed her buttons. The coat was ruined, but the silver would sell. It was a sour thought, but light above, Braith and I needed the money. We all would, if I could find a mountain trail to carry us from Dalness. Money to feed us, to hide us from a cold heart's fury. But before I went, cutting off a dead woman's buttons, I had to make sure she was actually dead. I took my arrow from the string, jabbed it down into a foot of snow and reached to check for a pulse. Her eyes flared open and her hands shot out, wrapping my throat. She stared without recognition, confused and angry as her lips curled back in a snarl. I jerked away, but she was strong, cold fingers choking me. I thrashed backwards once, twice, couldn't break her grip. There was no air, no air. I fumbled at my belt, and then my dirk was in my hand and I drew it across her forearm. The not-dead woman gasped and I snapped free, kicked back. The light snow flying as I fell rolled clumsily head over heel. She struggled to rise, the pain across her face mirroring the snow across mine. Hold it, I panted, brandishing the blade in front of me. Just hold it there. Blood pounded through me, but relief fed my bones. I hadn't wanted her to be dead. I didn't have to cut off her buttons now. The woman's eyes were unfocused as she pushed herself back against the tree trunk. Not much older than me and just as frightened. I told myself that if I came across one of Clan LeCulloch's clan riders, I'd be able to do it. Able to put an arrow into an enemy. But this girl wasn't one of his men. She'd no clan colours on her at all. And her coat was made for summer days in summer towns. A southern girl lost in the northern fall. She blinked, tried to focus, praising me as I had her. I have to keep going, she said. Her voice was hoarse, weak, and she pressed her hand against the shallow slice in her arm. Red drips in the snow, but there was already a lot of blood on her coat and none of it my doing. You don't look like you're going anywhere fast, I said, still holding my knife. You aren't with Lakulloch. No, she said. Too much weight in that one word. I have to get to the monastery. <laughs>